might use. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I'll, u- I'll use this one. I think if I remove it. Yeah. Everybody, am I on? Is that it? Ah, that's it. Yes, I was. I was just nice and comfy on the back, and just said, you know, carry on with, carry on praying. <laughs> well, nice to be with you, um, and uh, nice to be here again. It was, uh, I recall, we had a good time last time. Well, I had a good time anyway. I don't know if you did, but yeah. Uh, and it was, what I always love about here is, uh, is as we worship God, we do worship the Lord, the Lord, and, and his presence is here. You know, if God doesn't turn up, we're in trouble, aren't we? <laughs> but, you know, as we, we invoke his presence and, and uh, worship him, he says, you know, where two or three are really gathered together in my name, in my name, I'm in the middle. You know, and Lord, we thank you this morning that you're with us. We thank you for your presence here. We thank you that you've loved us with an everlasting love, and we we pray this morning, Lord, just each one of us, may we each know we're special to you, and we pray that you'll speak to each one of our hearts. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, uh, um, just talking with folks, with Brian who was here this morning and recalling pa- the past and uh, uh, <laughs> his God Country days, you know, the group that he was in. And uh, uh, I was just saying, you know, I, I remember inviting God's Country to uh, up to a pub at... Um, um, Dudley, that's right, the old priory. And uh, there are all sorts of things happening and the glasses coming off and hitting the priority. Uh, you know, uh, uh, as, uh, ev- everything was happening in this pub, you see. A terrible sort of thing. And uh, the connection was I got a guy who was uh, in, in the church and it was his parents who were running the pub. And so they pulled me out and, and a friend at one o'clock in the morning, which isn't my best time, and uh, just uh, just seeing the power of God come as we prayed through the place, it was all sorted. <laughs> Hallelujah! It all sorted, and it just reminded me because I was pulled out this t- last week to a place where you know um, things were moving and uh, uh, ghosts were appearing and. Uh, um, and all sorts of things happening, and it's a, it, it was a while since I was at the old priory, and that quite dramatic of that. And th- this was quite dramatic. And uh, but the thing is, uh, and the, the rooms were really cold, you know, presence there, the demonic presence. And it was just so wonderful as you pray through. You think, Lord, I'm here again, <laughs> Lord, but you're here again, and to see God move and things happen and people be set free you know um <clears throat> you know you never if you're a christian you don't retire all right brian you don't retire the main thing is you get refired amen we all need refiring some of you this morning may need refiring 
But we're now, God's not in the retiring business, he's in the refiring. To, that we become what he wants us to be and we flow in that. Amen? Well, I was wondering what to speak about this morning because there's lots of things you can speak about. But what, what does God really want? That's the important thing. And sometimes, you know, you, you want to bring some fantastic word and you say, but what has God wanted to say? And, you know, one of the things that I felt God wanted to focus on is, you know, God has emotions, just like we do. God feels, <laughs> sometimes we can be concerned with how we feel <laughs> and, 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 and how life is going with us and leading. But what does God feel? And God's emotions and what he feels. And I know at some point in my life, Brian was just saying, you know, sometimes I go, oh, uh, I understand, you know, you didn't get much preaching. And for quite a long time when I stepped down from uh, Londonderry, and I've been there 24 years, and there each week you're speaking like, um, or most weeks you're speaking like Tim is here. And then it suddenly stops and you think, oh, there's going to be a great opportunity to go here, there, and everywhere and speak, you see. As long as you get invites... And I didn't for one in a couple of years. And I thought, Lord, what, what's happened? What's happened? You see? And the Lord was just saying to me, Peter, am I the most important thing? <laughs> or your ministry? Because <laughs> I preached for years, you see. And God was taking me on a journey where to go deeper with him. To know his heart. And uh, one of the things I've uh, found so precious, and I'm not focusing on this this morning, I would like to have done, but it's, uh, God, God took me on a journey and said, oh, you know, read, read through my word and meditate on my word, really meditate and search out in every passage you read my heart. What am I doing in this? What's my heart with the way I dealt with this person, the way I dealt with situations? And going through the Bible in a year, I've still, I've not got through it in a year. And, and going through and underlining the passage, and, 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 but what's God saying? And then, as, as, you, as you find me in the passage, you know, there's an Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and so on. But as you go through, um, focus on what my heart is and then turn it into a prayer and then ask me what I feel. That's, that's been my daily walk. So a couple of hours each day in the morning, first thing, right? Um, and I've got a bit longer than some of you, although others of you would have that in the morning. See, it depends what we switch on in the morning, isn't it? Whether we switch this on <laughs> or we switch it on to God. <laughs> and uh, and just, just focusing, as I read the passage, underlined it, meditated on it, chewed over it in my heart. Lord, what, what's your heart in this? And then in my... Uh, journal okay I just sat down and I've never been a writer I don't write I've never been a letter writer but I found that 
as I wrote, the, my heart, I, I was writing my heart, Lord, thank you, Lord, oh, how your heart must be broken, Lord. And, you know, what, what came from within as I was able to focus and discover what God feels? Hmm? See, in this situation, what God felt what God feels about, uh, you know, that, that, that blind Bartimaeus that he touched. <laughs> what did God feel? What Jesus felt. He was moved with compassion. And, and so more and more discovering the character and the emotions of how God feels. And, and, and writing it all down. And then coming back to the Lord and said, Lord, and what is it you want to say? And finding so easily the Lord just speaking, speaking about his heart, speaking words into my life, about my life, about situations and just writing there, bringing in prophetic promises. Day, each day, every day, or most days really each day, having time, beginning the day with the Lord and enjoying the presence of God and drawing close to God. That has changed my life. Until, I love preaching, but it's very secondary now <laughs> to being with him. David says, you know, one thing have I desired, that I may be in the house of the Lord together to behold the beauty of the Lord. All the days of my life. Beautiful. You see, I don't want to be a stranger to my Savior when I go to be with him in heaven. He wants us to intimately know him, not just on a Sunday morning worship, but a moment-by-moment moment experience. And that can be the beauty of a daily meditation. The promise of... The promise to Joshua to be strong and of a courage and meditate day and night on my word. Then you'll have a sure passage through. Psalm 1, you know, uh, uh, when we meditate, when we meditate, we'll be like a river drawing from the river of life and flowing through day by day. You see, and so to me... Just enjoying a discovery of the depth of the feelings and the character of God that I haven't known, although I've been a preacher and a Christian for longer than I care to remember, okay? But discovering the beauty of his presence, not just coming to it, and wonderful though that is, but it's what it we're like on a Monday, <laughs> And a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Is it possible to live constantly in the presence of the Lord? Amen? So that's, uh, that's something very precious. But that's not what I'm going to be on about this morning. But God's emotions. How does he feel? And the question I, I sense God wanted to ask, how, what does God feel about you? <laughs> what does he feel about you this morning? Right, it's good to know that. And the, the, thing, the thing is, 
uh, uh, to know that, okay, in our heart. And uh, we know that because we experienced him. And what is our experience of the Lord moment by moment? This is important. You see, uh, what does God, how does God feel about you and I? You know, the Bible says one day we'll all stand before the Lord, okay? Now, supposing that was tomorrow, (laughs) how would you feel? How does God feel? Think about this carefully and deeply. How does God feel about you? Is he generally mad over you because of how you've lived? Is he sad over you? Think, well, all that I've done for you and, you know, and you've had all this teaching, you're going to teach yourself. Uh, but really on your Monday to Friday, that, you know, you let me down so much and really I love you, yeah, but really you leave me feeling sad over you. Or is he glad? Is he mad? Is he sad? Or is he glad over you? When he looks at you, does he feel glad over you? Okay? I mean, for example, uh, when I come in here, and there's Pete there, you see, and uh, Pete generally, uh, he, he pokes fun at me, and that sort of thing, when I come in, you see. And I wonder, does, does God really say, now, Pete, you know, Really, when you do that, that makes me feel really sad over you. Is that thing? Does it? Or is he glad? Is he, is he mad? You really let him down. Is he sad? You could have lived better. There's a lot that I've did, but you could have lived better. And, you know, and I'd love, there's, a, there's room for a lot of improvement in your life. And I get quite sad over you. Or is he glad over you? Now, I wonder if we could be honest this morning. Okay? How many of you here thinks, really, when God looks at your life, and supposing you were to stand before him tomorrow, he'd be quite mad with you, how you've conducted yourself? Is that right? Okay. Okay. And how many of you would say, yes, you've known me and you know my forgiveness and you're thankful and this sort of thing. But, you know, the way you continue after all you get, sometimes I I really, I I get really quite sad over you. There's a lot of change needs to take place and I'm quite sad over you. But you like that? Feels, feel a bit, Lord, you know, if we were to stand, it'd be a bit sad. Any of us? One, okay. Come on, honestly, right? Anybody else? Hey, hey, yeah, I see your hand. (laughs) Okay, sad. Okay. And how many of you, when you stand before God, say it's tomorrow? Okay. And that could be a bit of a scary moment. You'd be able to go before him and you feel God or all your basics are slay, he'll be glad over you. Okay? Okay? Now, some of you haven't put your hands up again. Come on, you've got to, come on. Mad? Sad? Sad? Glad? Okay? 
you should be glad, Tim. <laughs> You've done a pretty good job there. Okay. And the truth is, the truth is that uh, it says he's mostly glad over us. Now, I know we're still a finish, he's, he's working in us to finish that work, but he's over, uh, glad over us. The truth is, and it hit my heart, you know, in Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says, for we are God's workmanship, or his masterpiece. That's another term of that workmanship, masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good works which God has planned before for us to do, you know. Now, that's important. Sometimes when I get up in the morning and uh, I've been a bit crouchy and, you know, not, I don't feel much of a masterpiece. Hmm? But the Lord, hallelujah, sees us, the Father sees us through Jesus. Hallelujah. And he's put on us a robe of righteousness and he sees us as a masterpiece. Yes, can be in the making, but that's how he sees us. He sees the plans. He, so, he says, I know the plans are for you, plans to, that are good, plans to give you a hope in the future. Deuteronomy, it says, the Lord your God will make you prosperous in all the works of your hand, for the Lord will again rejoice over you. Hallelujah. Rejoice over you for, for good as he rejoices over your fathers. Moses, <coughs> God tells Moses to, that his people, uh, his people should be glad. And then in Zephaniah it says, he will take great delight in you and guide you with his love and rejoice over you with singing. Hallelujah. Look at that. Look at it again. I'm going to read it again. He will take great delight in you, quieten you with his love, and rejoice over you with singing. Hallelujah. And you know, we need to remind ourselves of the promises of God, the way that God feels about you. You see, we're very precious in his sight. Do you know that? Say to the, say to the person next to you, you know, God's glad <laughs> when he sees you. He's glad over you. He rejoices over you with singing. With singing. Amen. Hallelujah. He, he sings love songs over you, okay? So, so let's just remind ourselves, and I, I feel God wants us to, to know that, and particularly any who are struggling, that, you see, the way God sees us is very precious. Notice, as we enter into the reality of God's happiness and joy in our hearts, we experience his desires, his beauty, his pleasure, his goodness for us. And we, 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 we're not easy, we, it's not easy for us to believe that he burns with desire for us if we don't feel he's glad over us, okay? That story, lovely parable Jesus told about the prodigal son, right? It messed up bad into the far country, let down the family. But the father was there waiting, you know, and he didn't, he didn't receive him back. Uh, well, he didn't, as he came, he says, well, you know, you've let the family down. The, the, the lad himself, he'd, re, he'd, 
he was so felt so bad. He says, "Look, would, I'm going to die if I'm not fed, and uh, if you could just make me a servant." No, no, no. And the father comes and wraps his arms around him, puts a ring on his finger and shoes on his feet, and says, "This my son was dead and is alive again. He's lost." And he's found. You know, the father rejoices as we come back to him. So many people, you see, don't come back to the Lord, don't come into his presence, are reluctant Christians to come into him because they've rejected themselves and they feel they're too bad. And they, they don't really believe that God still loves them in their waywardness and failures. But in that parable, and listen to this this morning, in that parable of the prodigal son as a, that Jesus told, it's a beautiful story of how deep and how far God loves us. I have loved you with an everlasting love and experienced that. You know, earthly fathers encourage their children when they fail. Good earthly fathers, don't they? They'll encourage their children. They'll not write them off. How much more does our Heavenly Father delight over us even in our struggles? Proverbs does say, whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Just as the Father, the Son in whom he delights. And so sometimes, you know, God will bring correction into our lives, but he still delights in us. Hallelujah. We're, a, we're a, a work in making. The, uh, the closer we get to finding God's presence, the more we'll experience him. Okay. Experience him. You show me, David says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God wants us, brothers and sisters, to live in the fullness of joy of his presence, you see. As we behold him, this is the thing, as we behold him and take time in his presence and meditate, as I, as I have found, learning the heart and the feelings of God and the heart of God. As we behold him, we become like him. Amen? We're transformed. You know, uh, um, it, it talks about looking in the mirror, beholding in the mirror. As we behold in the mirror the glory of the Lord, we're being transformed. And so we're in the transformation business. Amen? We're being transformed. But we transform from a position of God being glad with us, even though we may fail him. He rejoices over us with singing. Um, and so, David was the one person that God said of him, is a man after my own heart. A man after my own heart. Only person he ever said that of, a man after my own heart. What was it about David that attracted God, right? A 
a man after God's own heart. What was it? You see, what set David apart from everything else? It was his passion to search out and understand God's emotions, God's heart. He, he was kind, if you read his Psalms, half the Psalms are written by David. And he had his ups and downs, many ups and downs, and, and challenges, and uh, people were after him. But he, he was a man who pursued the heart of God. So at 17, he was able to read, Because the Lord is my shepherd, he's my shepherd, I shall lack no good thing. I lack nothing. He, lead, he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, whatever comes, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. He knew God. He knew God as a deliverer, the one who delivered him for the lion and from the bear. And that was quite something when he was looking after the sheep. He could easily have been killed. He found God as a deliverer. And so he was able to meet Goliath, wasn't he? Amen? You come to me with sword and stave and fear. You know, you come this great oak of a thing. Okay? But I come to you in the name of the Lord. This day, God will deliver you into my hands. He knew, had such an intimate relationship with the Lord that he could face any giant. Hallelujah. Because of this love. Because the Lord's my shepherd... And he's my shepherd. And what sort of shepherd is he? I like no good thing. You see, we can, we can talk about the Lord being our shepherd, but what sort of shepherd is he? How deep, how intimate do we know him? The, 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 uh, the presence of the Lord. And how do I get a heart like David? Because he had a heart, a man after God's own heart. You know, old God would say that I was a man after his own heart. And what about you? You see, the thing is, <clears throat> as I, I, I brought one time a little thing. Do you remember that little thing that represented our life in red and then the rest that came on eternity? You see, we're going to spend eternity with the Lord. Absolutely. And the thing is, we, we, we need, he wants us to know him intimately here. David had that intimate relationship. And, and I've come to understand, you know, as, as we meditate on his written word, it reveals to us all about the heart of God, what God feels. As we, as we uh, meditate on that, uh, our heart grows closer to the one who's our Savior and our Lord. Um, we behold him. Um, when, when you meditate on, on what he did for us on the cross, hmm? all that he did, and how much he loves us, and how patient he is. You know, I, I, just, I just look at my journey and I think, Lord, where would I be today but for you, but for your grace, for the way that you've helped me and brought me 
through. And so God is there, and as we behold him, we become like him. An intimate love relationship. That's what David had, and that's what he wants us to have. I remember um, when I first fell in love, I had some flames, old flames, but when I first fell in love with Jan, you know, the, the, the intimacy of that, I was attracted by her eyes, I bear a, a beauty, her character, her voice, there was so much that was, and is, so beautiful about her, and uh, you know, I, I was just completely taken off my feet. Wow. <laughs> and I was so pleased that she <laughs> decided she'd like me. <laughs> she took delight in me and, and you know, and, and I, I have felt loved, so loved throughout my life. And she became the love of my life. She, uh, um, and, and, and that, that's been so so very precious and, and beautiful. And um, wonderful. And yet, you know, Jesus should be our highest motive. Do you know, he, his, he wants and desires to be married to us. Hmm? Jeremiah, return, O backsliding children, for I am married to you. Jesus, have we discovered Jesus as our bridegroom? You see, the church, which we are, are to be his bride. And he's going to have a church that's presented to him, it says, without spot and without blemish. That's what God's working in us. But he, even in all our ups and downs, his love for us, he's is madly in love with us is because he's our bridegroom and he wants us uh, he, he wants us to know how much he loved us have we discovered his affections and his tenderness towards us his desires his dealing with us even in our weaknesses see ourselves as a cherished bride now think about that this morning he sees you, church, as a cherished bride that he died for, that he laid down his life for. And, and we're married, he said. I'm married to you. So he's, a, he, he's our bridegroom. He's a bridegroom of gladness, not of sadness. He smiles with delight and enjoyment. Rejoice. He said on one occasion, for I have found my sheep that's lost. When we get lost, he searches for us until we find, he finds us and carries us on his shoulders. That's the Lord, the bridegroom that he is. And he's a bridegroom of burning desire. Do you know, God has burning desire for you. You think, I'm worth that? Am I? Burning desire. He longs to be near us. 
uh, he longs to, for us to experience his in, in intimacy. He pursues us with passionate desire. And this, this truth is we, we experience his intimacy uh, as, we, as we meditate on his word and realize how deeply he's in love with us. I'll just share a little of my own journey, okay? And uh, I remember some time ago, um, I was busy doing things for God, family life, teaching at Brisbane Hall School, faculty, pastoring the church round the corner, and being busily engaged with life and with Christian work on the fast lane, you'd say. It was a fast lane. And uh, I remember one day, um, Jesus, I was just there, panting a bit with the busyness of life, doing all good things, Christian things, and seeing God work, and this sort of thing, and, you know, and Peter came, and Jesus came, and he whispered, it's close ending, Peter, I've missed you. Do you know, that really, I'll never forget that word he put in. Not, not as a... Uh, as a rebuke, but he was saying, Peter, I've missed you. You know, when we stray from him, he says to us, you know, I've missed you. You're precious to me. You may not feel precious, but I missed you. And, and, I, and I remember, uh, I remember I was shocked how much Jesus was interested in me, one of millions of people, in a world that he created, because the Lord Jesus is the, was the creator of the world, and he's, he created the Son with the Father, he created, and, he, and of all the millions of people and those who follow him, he's saying, Peter, I've missed you, I was shocked. And it was very clear. Jesus, you have created the world. You've missed me. And, and I said to the Lord, I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, I'm so sorry that I'm too busy, yes, in your work, in the work of the Lord, and, but I'm amazed how much you love me and you want me, not just what I do. but You see, it's easy to be doing the work of the Lord and we can miss the Lord of the work. Hear that again? We can be so busy doing the work of the Lord, important though it is, but miss the Lord of the work. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. He calls his own sheep by name. You know, he calls me by name. I learned to hear him speak personally. He calls by name. <clears throat> Let me ask you this morning, when did you last hear Jesus speak to you, call you by name? What did he say to you? Did he say to you this week? You see, this intimacy isn't just for hearing God on a Sunday, but it's as we daily have times, we're able to, uh, to experience him speaking his words into our life, sometimes for things to do, but mostly uh, about us. What do you think about me? You know, 
sometimes I remember some years ago, I was in uh, Kenya, you know, Tim and I used to go to Kenya, we went for 10 years, well, I don't know if 10 years, a bit longer than Tim, and, uh, and I remember being there one year, and uh, they had a Catch the Fire conference in Kakamil, it just happened to be the week that I was there, John Arnott, John and Carol Arnott were there, and, and, uh, and I remember, I'll never forget it, they, they did a whole series on the Father Heart of God, which was such a great blessing. And then they said, look, I want you to get some paper, and I want you to ask the Lord, what does he think, what does he feel about you? Never done that in my life before. Never thought about it. I was too busy doing things for God. And I remember sitting down, and I was shocked so clearly at what God says, how much he loved me, how much he missed me, how much, how affectionate he felt towards me. I'll never forget, I've still got that, right? But I found that turned me to say, Lord, I want to have regular times with you, okay, in your word, in your presence, for you to speak to me each day, amen? Now, just think about that. You see, now I can't wait to get up in the morning <laughs> to be in my, with my time with Jesus. That's the most precious time of the day as he opens his heart through his word and he speaks and I can, I can uh, as, I, as I discover more about the beauty of his character and his love, and I just find a prayer flowing up without me thinking about it. It's just from my heart. I don't have to think about it from my heart. I'm just writing it down, thinking, Lord, that's wonderful. And then, Lord, anything you want to say to me? And the Lord speaks, and it, it, it just flows so easily. You see, and I have, I have books like this. My journal. These are worth gold to me. These are my relationship with God and God's relationship with me. Uh, you know, and and um, I was um, I was just looking back. Um, you know, I'd had that time uh, uh, without doing anything. You know, and the Lord had said to me some time ago, uh, while I was having time, and and I was experiencing Him. Uh, Peter, you're, you're, uh, you're at the amber stage, the amber lights. <laughs> That's where you are. And it's because I want you to find me in a deeper way. But don't be concerned. <laughs> There'll come a time as you get intimate with me where the, the lights will turn to green and things will open up. And you'll experience people getting healed. Going to say you, you'll you'll experience an explosion. You see, and actually, and then from that, also I noticed. And he says, because my smile, my smile, be upon you, and you'll experience my smile. 
and you'll find a joy flowing up. And that's exactly what Tim was bringing out the other day. Okay, you remember? On the Tuesday night, he says there'll be a laughter. <laughs> you see? And, and, and I find, you know, in praying for people, and you know, it's, it's been a joy to see people get up and walk and wonderful things happen. And I find a chuckle, I have to sort of keep it down. But it's a, it's a laughter as, as God's impartation of God's power and, and presence and healing and setting free. Just, <laughs> you know, it's the glory of the Lord coming and the impacting, you know. And the thing is, but it's come, right, I've, uh, uh, as I've experienced this intimate time with Jesus. Uh, and uh, <coughs> my sheep hear my voice. When did you last hear his voice? When did he call you by name? What did he say? Uh, and he wants to have such a relationship. You see, it's living in this Christian life as a called person, not as a driven person. Not driven by life's demand. You know, James 4 says, uh, <clears throat> I was meditating on this. The spirit who lives in us yearns jealously. And the amplified version of that says this. The spirit, the Holy Spirit, whom he has caused to dwell in us. How many have the Holy Spirit in them? I hope you all do. <laughs> yes. The spirit whom he has caused to dwell in us when we're born again yearns over us and he yearns for the spirit to be welcomed with a jealous love do you know the lord is jealous over us and when the enemy tries to get us and when life tries to get us and when other people try to drag us around and when we get kind caught up in other things um that's uh, the Lord's jealous, and he, he doesn't want to lose us. He's jealous over us. And I'm so glad. I've got a heavenly father who loves me so much that he's jealous over me. He wants me, wants to experience my presence. Peter, I've missed you. I want to ask you this morning, is the Lord missing you? Really? What about Monday morning and Tuesday? What about in the... Is he missing you experiencing his presence as you go through life? Um, you know that that woman, um, that woman uh, in um, uh, Mary. Do you remember Mary? Who she she sat at Jesus's feet, and she you you find in all gospels she was sitting at his feet listening to him. She. She was a woman always that need, wanted to be at Jesus' feet, peering into the Savior's heart, understanding what Jesus felt, caring about how he feels. And so when we let other responsibilities go and we prize every moment in his presence like she did, uh, we'd be transformed, you see. And that's why this, this woman, Mary, Prized Jesus so much that she she poured this costly ointment upon him. It was her life savings, but she poured them. She she extravagantly lavished them on Jesus because she loved him so much. Costly ointment. 
you know, sometimes it, 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 it can cost us to find time for Jesus. But how much do we value him? That is so important. Understanding the Savior's heart. We want to be healthy, but we, we have to practice cultivating, enjoying God's presence. So just drawing things to a close. She was a person of one thing, and uh, Jesus said this of her. David was known as a man of God, after God's own heart, and he's, he had one thing that he desired more than anything, to, to enjoy, to, to what was it, he, how he put it? One thing I ask of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, not just on a Sunday, all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Do you experience the beauty of the presence of God? Does he make his, is he so beautiful? We think about him being so beautiful. Is he so beautiful to us that we love him so much? And this woman, all that she wanted to do was to sit at his feet. And Jesus says of her, what she has done in this ointment that she poured on him will be told right throughout the earth. And it is. You see, God is seeking people who seek him with all our hearts. And I just want to say as I close um, that the Lord loves us. He loves us deeply, but he wants us to love him deeply. As we, uh, <clears throat> he says, you know, as you love me, Jesus says this, my father and I will come and make our home in you, in your life. The Holy Spirit's already there, but the Father and the Son will make our home in our life. And you know, when we walk around, right, with the Trinity in our life, just think about it. We walk around, not just on a Sunday, but we walk around day by day with the Lord in our life, the glory of the Lord. That life will flow out to others. Amen? So much so, Peter experienced this. So he could walk along and they said, just get in your shadow and you'll be healed. That's the presence of God. Amen. And brothers and sisters, I want to say just in closing, you see. Lord, I've said this morning. God loves us. He needs, we need to know he's glad over us. But also, he wants us to fulfill, fulfill his calling on our life. We're his masterpiece, but he doesn't want a masterpiece tucked away to just bless God on a Sunday morning. He wants that masterpiece of his life within us to flow out to others so that the sick get healed, that people find Jesus, because we so glow with the life of God, others are touched and they're impacted and they're saved. And they experience healing and deliverance because of Jesus flowing through us. Amen? He's glad over you. Be glad over him and be used by him. I used to, we used to sing, and let's close with this. 
We used to sing, you know, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy. And it goes on and he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Not just for Sunday, but moment by moment. Lord, this morning, take these faltering words, I pray. And I pray that each one of us may not only know that you're glad and you sing over them, but they may have lives that sing over you and dance over you and worship you and experience so much your presence in our lives, Lord, that we may deeply impact those around us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.